Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rise Up For You. This is your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining. It's um, it's an honor to be here, and I'm I'm happy that you guys are with me today and rejoining. If you're if you're back and you've uh, been with us before, thank you so much for joining again. And if you're new to the podcast, it's an honor to have you here. We welcome you. I hope you're ready to feel inspired and empowered as a woman because today we are going to be speaking with Joanna and Tara. She's a medicine woman for the soul. She's igniting and supporting successful women, luminaries, visionaries, entrepreneurs, and their partnerships to be soul-fulfilled and not only work, but in love, sisterhood, and legacy as well. Today, honestly, we have a really beautiful, open conversation about not only self-love, but how self-love transcends into our romantic relationships. And why we as women generally, no matter how old you are, what your career is, how much money you make, where you come from, that we tend to put ourselves on the back burner when it comes to our romantic relationships. We tend to put up with more stuff from our partner than we would with anybody else. Why do we do that? Why do we allow that to happen? Why do we keep ourselves in relationships that are toxic for us when we know better? So we just have a really authentic, open conversation. And Joanna does a great job of expressing and explaining, you know, how we can reconnect with our soul and really tap into our self-love and our inner energy. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Joanna, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead, tell us about yourself and all the amazing work that you're currently doing. Thank you so much for that. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Shawana Antara, and I am the creator and founder of Be Soul Fulfilled. And I am a licensed psychotherapist and also medicine woman for the soul. And I guide women and um, their relationships to become truly self-fulfilled in a really deep place when it comes to love and intimacy and passion and purpose and fulfilling their gifts and also um, to lead the legacy that their soul would like to leave when they um, journey through this earth. So tell us a little bit, Joanna, because I always like to hear the process and I think it's so great for us listening to kind of understand Uh, how you got into this field and what the journey was like. So I would love for you to just tell us, you know, how you got to where you are now um, and to working in this area of soul and working with women. What led you to where you are today? I love that question. And I love hearing other people's stories about this too. It's fun to share it. You know, for me, the journey was really um, launched by several dark night of the soul initiations. Um, that were very, very painful, Uh, great loss, great fear, um, moving from one country to another, um, intergenerational trauma, and just deep stuff that needed to really be dealt with. And for me, at a very young age, it was kind of like either 
um, you know, get on this path and do this work of supporting and helping and turning the lights all the way on in mind and heart and body, or the alternative is <laughs> just didn't really look good. And so um, I began actually helping people at a very young age. I was 12 years old and started to counsel um, peers and then went on to receive lots of training, became a yoga teacher and a massage therapist and a Reiki master, and then went through school in psychology to become a licensed psychotherapist and also was trained in trauma work and deep relationship work for couples. And the thing that always just kept coming back to me was that every person that I sat with or every couple that I sat with or every group that I facilitated, there was a desire. There was a desire for something um, more. And that something more always had to do with um, fulfilling the purpose of their soul, fulfilling a desire for fulfillment, fulfilling a desire to um, be complete or whole, whether it came to heart or mind or body or reckoning with the past so that they could create a better future. And of course, the major areas that I so often sit with and see um, most of the work I do is with women, although I do work with some men, um, is in the area of love and relationship and um, work and um you know, fulfilling their purpose. And so these are the areas that I realized I always really, really served and always enjoyed serving. And the ones that are most front and central for most people have to do with these areas, you know, relationship and work and, and um, relationship with self. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And here I am, you know, almost 30, oh gosh, I don't even know, I've lost count, but over 30 years later, and I don't get bored of this work ever and just love being of service and continue to do so and, and grow the skills and, and reach more people and have a great time doing it all. I'd love to, um, we can take this conversation in a number of directions, but I'm feeling today that I would love to talk with you in regards a little bit more about women developing relationships and and what love looks like that what love looks like in relationships with their partner and the reason why I, I want to bring this up is because um, so many times there is struggle and heartache in loving relationships and it doesn't matter who you are as a woman doesn't matter how educated you are how successful how much money you make you know we we generally have a tendency to put our partner before us or um, to put up with things that we wouldn't put up from other people. Um, and so I just want to, I want to get that conversation started a little bit because I mean, I've known incredible, very successful women that have put themselves in really abusive, toxic relationships, myself included. Well, you know, why do we do that? I mean, there's a number of reasons, but I would just love to start the conversation with you. Thank you so much for sharing that conversation. This is a conversation that definitely we need to be having a lot more uh, publicly and also, um, you know, bringing, bringing the, the truth and the vulnerability that's in these situations out in for conversation, just like you're doing. And what I have seen in sitting with literally thousands of women and also uh, working in partnerships and also being in a partnership myself and being a woman is that we have no idea really sometimes when we get into relationship what we're actually dealing with. You know, there's there's the first part of that honeymoon stage where um, we're in can, very often romantic love is a series of, of being a projection. 
and we project onto that other person what we think they are and what we need them to be and all of that comes from the imprints that we have inside of our past longings and or disappointments for places we've been unfulfilled and so they're doing that with us too and after the honeymoon stage is over as it's called um you know, we enter what's called the power struggle stage. And that's where disillusion starts to happen. And it's like, oh, you're not the person I thought you were. Well, you're not the person I thought you were either. And it can be confusing and really compelling as to why do we, why do we attract this? Why do we get into it? Why do we either knowingly or, or unknowingly seek it out? And, um, Part of what happens after that power struggle stage where a couple goes, look, you know, we have to really reckon with the fact that we have issues to deal with. We have places where we disconnect. We have um, illusions about each other that are not, you know, satisfying and um, and feelings of disillusionment because that person now does no longer seem like the person that you thought they were. Um, what I have found is that the first years in relationship and intimate partnership we create the only other imprints that we have in terms of um, really really close emotionally intimate relationship and that tends to often be the one with our primary caregivers and since we live in a culture that does not support the turning the flashlight on inside and doing this work um, nor, you know, it's not like when we get in a relationship or partnership that someone gives us a manual and says, okay, here's how, here's how you do this, you know, here's how you do the fight, here's how you do the argument, here's how you do it well, here's how you make up well, here's how you forget, here's how you learn, here is how you, you know, all of those things, we don't learn how to do that, and society hasn't yet embraced how much uh, the importance of that is, is necessary for a completely true love relationship that's really, really satisfying. And so what we're left with is the imprints that we already have inside of us. The imprint, an imprint is like a, um, an imprint is a, is a structure that informs us how to feel and be and think and also informs our bodies of how they respond to because we have nervous systems and those are constantly pinging with our, with our, um, with our significant others. And so in order to, um, you know, really overcome those, we have to be in relationship with those imprints and create a wider space to understand who we really are so that we can understand and have more space and more compassion. And I call it co-care and co-empathy and, you know, co-articulation of agreements and structures that really support the shepherding of the relationship so that it can unfold in a really, really good way. But again, no one teaches us that. And so, Oftentimes, we're initiated by the challenge or the pain or the disconnection to hopefully find a new and better world between between each other, you know, between the sheets, <laughs> between the connection and the words that we speak to each other. You know, when you say um, really, really learn about ourselves and get to know ourselves, you, what does that mean? I mean, I think that for so many people, they... They don't know what that means, right? They do meditation, they do yoga, and they think that, that that's a way of connecting, which is, which is one way. But for me, I like to think that it's something a little bit deeper, for example, learning your triggers, why you react the way that you do, um, what are things that affect you or bother you, and why. Like, I, I don't know if, if I'm thinking too deep, but can you just elaborate a little bit more on, on when you say learning yourself, what you believe that means? Yeah, 
I mean, I think everything you've just mentioned is really, really central. I think getting very, very intimate with your triggers is really, is really important. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people, you know, getting familiar with how your thought patterns work and how your, um, your triggers get set into motion and, and getting familiar with the language of being able to really own your triggers and then, you know, constructing a relationship where you're both instead of being destructive in any way um, to actually be super creative and use that as um, medicine to help your relationship become a strength in the very area where you were challenged. And I think that is really, really serviced by having agreements. Um, And, you know, the work of turning the flashlight on inside and really getting to know yourself, it never ends. It takes different forms at different times. You know, like for me in my 20s, and I was in therapy three times a week dealing with the, you know, issues I had to deal with. It was a lot about um, becoming uh, unfrozen and um, becoming aware of my uh, traumas where I would either fly away or um, not be present or, or go numb or, um, or I would fight. And most of us have some combination of those. Um, and then again, we're not supported in society's way of dealing with that. Um, in my 30s, it was a lot more looking into my body and seeing how um, my different thought systems and how the way that I would um, approach emotional intimacy, how that would show up in my body, because we have a whole body here. And most of the time that is ignored in most uh, talk therapies and counseling therapies and and coaching work as well. And yet we're dealing with a body that oftentimes, if it's not at peace, then our hearts won't be at peace and our mind won't be at peace. So, um, you know, and then there's also dealing with like your personal spirituality and how do your beliefs and your faith and your connection with something bigger than yourself, the divine, the sacred, whatever it may be, how does that strengthen you? How does it support you? How do you have um, allies both in this world and, and perhaps in worlds beyond that can really be a source of strength and, and, and help for you. Um, you know, here in my forties, the work is really on taking my work out into a larger level. And that brings up all of its own other issues, including like the midlife transit and changes with body and changes with, you know, hormones and, and, and having older parents and, and deaths and things like that. So all of those constantly provide really good uh, food to to do the work and to visit it moment to moment and see what it is that is asking to be brought forward and deepening into a state of presence and being able to really sit with it and, and keep evolving it. And, you know, I think that as I was listening to you speak, um, I think that one of the most important aspects of that as well is when we're able to define them in ourselves, then we're also able to provide a little bit more compassion and empathy for our partner because we realize that they are also probably going through the same journey. Um, but we can't do that if we haven't done that for ourselves, right? We, we don't understand and we aren't able to see some of those patterns, yeah, it's really, it's really hard to do that. It's really, I mean, I can only have compassion and empathy for my husband in the places that I have it for myself and vice versa. And sometimes when you get into difficult edge with each other, as can happen in love and relationship, there's always, you know, edges of, of growth that come and get us and go here. Here it is, you know, do the work. It, it, um, it can be kind of like a hall of mirrors. And, and how do you really keep 
growing and keep becoming more compassionate and more caring. And that is to look at your own places where you don't have it, which is very humbling. It's very humbling work and also very satisfying. Um, I'd love to ask you because you've done this work for such a long time and, and, um, let's be honest, this could be very overwhelming for many people, both men and women. What is, I mean, one, one strategy or one tip or something that we could start implementing to begin this process that can really help us? Like just at the beginning of, of doing, if somebody's just beginning doing their work, do you mean? Anything, anything that you feel in your line of work is, you think is the most impactful for people to practice, um, that can just help them become more aware of themselves and, and really start to get in touch with their soul and their, and their inner love. Wonderful question. Wonderful. I would say that um, as a beginning practice to just simply begin to work with noticing and becoming aware of what actually is going on in your experience, not the way you want it to be, not um, what you think it should be, not what your partner or whoever else in your life is telling you that it's meant to be, but just start to become aware of your inner experience as it actually is and the reason for that is so that you can begin to develop a capacity to simply be present which in so many ways is often what all of our challenges or edges or places where we struggle with are actually a call out for simply being able to be seen for what it is and to have the care that it needs be given to it. Um, you know, like we are the administers of our compassion and our love and our care towards ourselves. And, um, you know, it's also really important to get the right kind of support for what it is that you need. And so, you know, to become, um, to, to develop a relationship of inquiring inside me, like what do I most need right now? And then to start to grow and strengthen and work towards the resources that will help you embody that and be able to have that. And that may include getting outside support as well. But I find that not making war with ourselves by pretending or wishing, you know, as humans, we can be masters of self-deception. And um, it can be really easy to fly away or, or fight or go numb, which our society also reinforces really well. And so that's why I kind of have a, a stake in the ground for, for just simply being, be, be, being able to develop the capacity to start to sit inside of ourselves and get comfortable with who we are and become intimate with all of our parts, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so that we are not... Um, creating any division within ourselves, nor any war that would have some parts of ourselves be, you know, disparaged outside of the, the queendom of who we are. And what that does is it increases our awareness, increases our uh, um, intimacy with who we are. It increases our capacity to be self-accepting. Um, it increases our navigation skills so that when we get triggered in the future, we can be like, oh, okay, there's that. What do I need and how can I give it? And then also as we're developing those skills, we're able to better be a support to those in our lives that we love and care about because we've, we've grown and strengthened those skills. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Joanna, thank you so much for for sharing with us. This is a really important conversation and something that I think is always evolving. Um, You know, in this field of the soul work, it doesn't happen overnight. And 
Um, it doesn't happen over a matter of years. I think that it takes your whole your whole lifetime to continuously work and maintain it and um, and nurture your soul and yourself. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and start by asking you, is there any book that you've read that has made an impact on your life that you'd love to share with us? I have, and there's been many, but I did choose one for this interview, and that is the book by Pema Children, P-E-M-A, Children, C-H-O-D-R-O-N, and the title of the book is called The Wisdom of No Escape. And this book really uh, helped me so deeply engage with the the parts of myself that were the hardest to engage with, the ones that felt like there were no support for. And this is also what my clients have told me as well. And really gave me a map to um, open to, embrace, and welcome in the parts of ourselves that may feel messy, unpopular, and sticky to deal with and provide a great pathway to show the wisdom in being with them and actually, as a result, receive all kinds of of benefits and downloads and goodness from because they are the parts that are, you know, kicked out of the queendom the most. If they get returned, then they've got a lot of goodness for all of us. So I hope that that's a a good recommendation and I'm curious to see what people will think about that. And what's one value that you've constantly stuck by throughout your journey that you um, will not negotiate something that no matter what happens, this, this value will always stay with you. I love that question. It's a great inquiry. I'm sure it will be different at different times, but for me, the last bit of time, maybe the last 10 years, and I've always felt this way, but it's become a front and central is, um, that every part of our experience is is actually sacred. It's sacred, it, no matter what it is. And to really get on board with that and to really get intimate with that provides such a sense of warmth and inner self-acceptance. And, um, you know, the best word is really, it's like a sacred, holy way of encountering yourself as a human being that's not lofty or religious by any means, but more so, you know, really acknowledging the preciousness of who we are in all of our parts, all of it, um, in a society that doesn't often accept many different parts of our uh, humanity and or encourages us to dismiss them. I take a stand and my stamp in the ground is that all of our experiences are sacred, um, and especially the ones that are most likely to be discarded by by society and or ourselves as a result. So um, that creates a shift that is a, a sacred um, honoring of who, who we are in all of our parts. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget, what would that be? Be soul fulfilled. Find out what fulfills your soul. Find out what your deeper next level desires are ongoing, ongoingly. Get full in your expression of your soul. Live your purpose. Find out what it is. Let it evolve. Um, uh, live out your passion. Find out what legacy you want to leave for your loved ones. And and get to the work of fulfilling that out loud so that you are complete. You are complete. 
And lastly, as you know, we are rise up for you. So when you hear that phrase, I always like to ask because I'm so curious, what initially comes to mind? I love the words uh, rise up. It's actually also one of the um, words in one of my programs. And I, I love it because it feels like an honoring of ascension, both uh, individually and collectively for um, the feminine, for us women to become united and really solid in our empowerment, our radiance, our love, our desires to have all of that. Um, in a way that is truly, truly fulfilling. I love, I love reading it on the screen here and I love hearing you say it. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate the message. Thank you so much, Joanna. Again, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you again on this um, incredibly important topic. How do we stay connected with you and how do we support you and reach out? Thank you. Yeah, the best way to uh, connect with me is either on Facebook or Instagram. And on Facebook, you can connect with me at Joanna Intara, J-O-A-N-N-A, Intara, I-N-T-A-R-A. We have a group on Facebook called Be Soul Fulfilled. And that is also uh, my handle on Instagram where I post also over there. And I would love to hear from people. Beautiful. Again, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe for the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.